Grease is the word. This is the fact off. Welcome to the fact off. Your weekly battle of facts, y'all. Alex is the host, not a slack off. Mike's got the facts that'll smack y'all. But don't worry, cuz Pat's got your back, y'all. It's the fact off. It's the fact off. Yeah, it's the fact off. Welcome to the Fact Off, a weekly podcast where we each bring you a random and obscure fact, and you, the listener, can decide the winner. I'm your host, as always, Alex, and with me, as always, is the weekday freak, uh, Puddin' Head Jones, Pat. <laughs> I was like, did you forget my name? <laughs> you remembered my f- nickname from the 50s. Yeah. Puddin' Head. <laughs> and with him, as always, is the hot steam machine, the hot skin machine, <laughs> Mikey Sands, Captain Sandman, Cucumber the Boy, the Honorable Mike. I love all these strange nicknames you guys have come up with. Also, I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better so you could actually record this week. Your voice sounds very svelte, like um, like a gruff sailor. Yeah, I still don't feel great. It just like kind of hot. Away. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you push back the like you push back the times at like eight thirty. And I was just like, I can't make it that late. Like as soon as you said, I as soon as I asked to push it till next week, I went to bed. Are we leaving all the coughing in? No, no Mike went out the coughing. Um, but yeah, welcome to Fact Off. And like I said before, you can pick who you had the best fact last week, and Mike tallied up the votes in his vote tallyo machine. And who won, Mike? Yeah. This was a pretty easy tally because Pat just swung swung the baseball bat and hit the ball right out of the park. Didn't we technically tie? Yeah, okay. <laughs> tie goes to the runner. <laughs> yeah, tie goes to the runner. Uh, but yeah, Pat, hey, we had to keep his streak going. Keep his yep. streak alive. They call me no. the streak. Here he That's comes. That's why they call Boy, me the way. streak. They call <laughs> him the brown streak. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's your victory fact, Pat? Since you won, you get to give a victory fact. Here's my victory fact. Um, nope, not that one. I have so many facts. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> he has so many facts not saved up from the last week they that should, he didn't record. I know people call me the fact machine, but maybe they should call you the fact machine. They should call me Calendar Man. That's a superhero already. It's a super villain. <laughs> Pat's taking so long because he's trying to get smithsonian on the line so you could send him his fact from last week all right it's a quick one here's the victory fact of the week according to frito-lay cheetle is the official name of the neon orange dust that sticks to your fingers when you're binging on a bag of cheetos i knew that did you yeah i've heard it before Uh, have you ever said it on the show no because i don't believe in frito-lay so I don't think anybody's ever it. used this word in their entire life outside of Frito Lay just well, typing it up in I a feel document like you, internal. You hear it on like radio stations, like in like and like podcasts where they're trying to come up with a stupid fact of the <laughs> That is true. We are. Wow, we're turning into a drive time radio pro- po- podcast. No, because the one thing that we have that they don't have is Pat's fact, 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 tacular. Pat's fact, 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 tacular. Pat's fact, 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 tacular. Pat's fact, tacular. This is turning like drive time radio. We're getting terrible songs and theme songs. We need sound effects next. Boing. 
It's the beginning of every fact off, me just spouting off facts after facts because I win every week and then I have the factacular. Should I let one of no. you guys do the factacular? Because before the show, before the theme song, I give a fact. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, so. Yeah, eventually we're going to have to rename the show Pat's Fact Off Spectacular. I I'd like it. that. Featuring Mike. Cut All right, first out. fact of the week from my random fact calendar. Air Force One is not the name of a single plane. Did you know that? Really? It's the name of a shoe. Yes. It's the call sign used for any Air Force aircraft that the President of the United States is currently on. Yeah, if you go to Wright Pat uh, Air Force Museum in Dayton, Ohio, you can see the old Air Force Ones or the old planes. Yeah, we got to walk through one. And definitely get a burger while you're there. <laughs> the best burger <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> All the way back at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't walk past the food thinking you'll find more food. There's no more food. You have to come back. You have to walk three aircraft carriers back to get the food. It is like the best part is how big it is. It's enormous. You ever it has seen. all the aircraft. And, yes. Yeah, it is a very right. cool museum. If you're in the area of Dayton, Ohio, probably the best thing to do in Dayton, Ohio. And it's free. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. stop slipping other facts into the factacular. Never. Now, this one was news to me. I bet I bet Alex knew it already. But Abraham Lincoln wasn't meant to be the keynote speaker on the day he delivered the Gettysburg Address. Yeah, it was supposed to be Bill Lincoln. It was supposed to be, well, it was Edward Everett, who was a distinguished scholar and orator, who took the stage before the president, and his speech was at two hours long and was met with critical acclaim at the time, but as a mere footnote in history compared to Lincoln's two- or three-minute address. And wasn't Lincoln's one just, like, didn't really receive high praise at the time? Oh, probably. Yeah, but Lincoln had a tall hat, so I was like, this guy's a lot cooler than him. Yeah. No one remembers the opening act. They only remember the headliner. Yeah. Leave him with a smile. That's what Lincoln did. Everyone went home and were like, hey, remember when he said four score? If you happen to find yourself in Bermuda on (laughs) Good Friday. Yeah. You may be surprised to see legions of kites dotting the sky. According to local legend, a teacher once used a kite to give her students a visual of how Jesus ascended into heaven, and the lesson caught on, and today flying a kite is still a colorful holiday pastime. Whoa, I'm going up to heaven. <laughs> hey, Pat, is that why the crossbars on a kite is a cro- cross? That's true. <laughs> Where the crossbars are across. <laughs> People forget that St. Peter ran with Jesus a little bit until he got enough air under him to go up. Well, that's what we try to go to heaven. This is why you pray to saints because saints are the ones that pull the string and then yeah. you have to hope you catch some wind or else you come smacking down back to earth. Flying a kite is fun. Yeah, no one's bad mouthing kite flying. <laughs> We're bad mouthing going to heaven. Fact number four. Baby rabbits. Do you know what baby rabbits are called? Uh, little rabbits. Fluffernutters. <laughs> kittens. Really? Yeah, False. baby rabbits are called kittens or kits, not bunnies. Mature females are known as does, while adult males are called bucks. This, this all seems made up. That's fake. Uh, well, these are, it's uh, from Mental Floss, Amazing Facts. Bunny, meanwhile, is just like a pet name like kitty or doggy. There's no one knows who came up with it, 
and no one knows why we use it, but it's cute. Yeah, it's better than here. There's other names we call these animals. You can have that rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Um, conies. Tr- what? Isn't in Lord of the Rings they they eat a brace of conies, and that's like a a uh, a stew with like rabbits. No, oh, isn't that when you have a hot dog with a bunch of chili and like cheese on top? They they weren't eating hot dogs with chili on it in the Lord of the Rings. It proved that they weren't. Um, I think it probably would have made the movie go a lot faster because Saruman would have been like, "These are awesome! Why destroy the world?" Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna live in peace now that I had this chili from Cincinnati. Cincinnati truly is the Middle Earth of America. Well, we have all those orcs and that giant <laughs> eye looking everywhere. Yeah. Final fact: At the turn of the 20th century, eccentric Webster Edgerly advocated Ralstonism, a kind of health cult that promoted wellness through peculiar behaviors like putting weight on the balls of your feet and having sex only once every eight days. He later partnered with the company that would become Ralston Purina, makers of pet food and cereal. That makes sense. It's a la- yeah. logical move. And that's it for the, for the spectacular. Mike's got nothing for the final fact. Yeah, I was going to say something like sex every eight days. Sounds like marriage. Oh, take that, married people. Yeah, us? Speak for yourself. (laughs) All right, uh, I'm the winner, so I get to choose the order, and since I just spoke for a very long time and got no feedback from the peanut gallery over here, I will not go first. I will go second. (gasps) What? And Alex will go first. Okay, give me a second. All right, Mike goes first. Um. Little behind the scenes, we are recording this on April 18th. What happens to be tax day this year? Paying your taxes on tax day. Sorry. Uh, the famous Beatles song about taxes. Yeah, I'm not singing tax, man. <laughs> oh, I thought you were singing today is your tax day. So, how did tax day become? On April 15th every year, as in this case, April 18th. <laughs> Wait, hold on. This explains why you texted me earlier. It's your fact about taxes. And I said no. And then he said, neither is mine. I threw you off the <laughs> scent. <laughs> so you said Pat could have, just from that, he could have created a fact based on taxes. The most boring thing imaginable. So you better have a good fact here. Because I can't think of anything making taxes interesting. But, like, I... I Prove me it's wrong. A good setup. For well, there was uh, rings given to the nine men, the three <laughs> kings of the orcs, uh, elves. I don't know. Um, the first tax, first tax was income tax was taken in the United States in 1861 because of the Civil War. The U.S. government needed money, so they implemented a ta- income tax. Ten years later, that was repealed. Nice. So, Did it ever come back? It never came back. Sweet. In 1894, Congress was like, hey, we need money. So they enacted a flat rate uh, federal income tax rule. And the Supreme Court was like, hey, guys, that's unconstitutional. No taxes. Because this, this is back when there was only guys in the Supreme Court, correctly? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. 
It's the 1890s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to check that, but I'm pretty sure it's right. <laughs> so in 1909, a new income tax of 2% on corporations was exercised, and they wanted to amend the Constitution to legalize the sanction of federal income tax. Hmm, interesting. And, hey, it's the government, so, like, nothing happened. There's a lot of, like, not, like just infighting. People didn't want it. There was the Republicans who had a lot of rich friends that were like, we don't want to pay taxes. Nothing has changed. In- yeah, exactly. That sounds familiar. I think it's just rich people in general don't want to pay taxes. I don't think it's just one party. <laughs> I think no one wants to pay taxes. Yeah. Well, okay, taxes. that's just, yeah. But the more rich you get, the less money you want to give up, which is odd. Uh, the because more you, you should you not get. care about money by then. But When they were first trying to pass it, it would have only been for the top 4% of the population. I'm listening. Yeah. But in 1912, the Progressive and Democratic Party took over, took power, and they ratified the amendment. So in 19, uh, on February 3rd, 1913, 36 out of the 48 states at the time... Voted for income tax. And the first, the first tax day was a year later on March first. If you so s- wait, how did people? How did the government pay for things before taxes? Uh, debts, credit. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look into it that much. Oh God, you could have. That could have been a way better fact. Than how did things exist before taxes? Well, you know how like um. Really good-looking people, pe- people just treat them better. The United States at one point was like a really good-looking person. Everybody just treated us better around the world. Oh, thanks for this free road, France. Yeah, well, a lot- exactly. Here, oh, what this giant statue? Oh, thanks, guys. A lot of stuff was uh, done more on the state level, and part of the fear of having income taxes, people thought it was strength- strengthen the federal government and centralize like power. So that's what's another reason people don't want to pay taxes. Which kind of makes sense because now the federal government pays for a lot of stuff. There you go. There's some oomph behind this fact now. Yeah. So if you were paying your taxes, I think we, I would like to, hopefully all three of us would have had to pay taxes if we lived back then. If you were a single filer and you made over $3,000, you had to pay taxes. And if you were married and made over $4,000, you had to pay taxes. That is roughly 90000 and $120,000 in today's money. Oh. So there was only like the top four percent back then. So it wasn't. So I still wouldn't be paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people who do pay taxes get most of it back when they make a like a lower amount of yeah. income. And if you fake your death every year, you can get out of paying your taxes super easily. Or if you just don't pay them at all, like what happens? You can go to jail. Ah, uh, who's gonna catch me? They're so backed up. Yeah, but can Our we brother, go to jail? Was... That's gonna be outside Disney World. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to be Mike, because Mike hates Disney World. <laughs> um, so in 1919, they extended tax day from March 1st to March 15th to give people more time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just going to keep going. They're just going to push it back further and further. Oh, I always need more time. People will always need more time. Do you have the timeline on how many years in between the more time shifts? Uh, smash cut to 1954. To the overhaul of the tax system, and which made it a little bit more complicated, so they extended the time to April fifteenth. This also gave the federal government more time to process them, 
and spread out the work. And also, they could hold on money and earn interest longer. They're jerks. And, and that was kind of, 54? That lasted a long time. Well, yeah. It still lasts today. Yeah, no, do you, do you know why it's... <laughs> yeah. It's still complicated because uh, um, all those online tax companies, they, they uh, lobby the government to yeah. keep the tax codes uh, complicated on purpose. Yeah, it should be simple. If you make this kind of... If you make this much money, you have to pay X. But if you're this <laughs> handsome, you have to pay this. If you make this kind of money, American money. Yeah. There should be an ease on the eyes tax. So, like, if you are easy on the eyes, <laughs> you pay a little less. I would be paying a shit ton of taxes. You would be. Uh, but so why is tax day on April 18th? Why, Pat? Because of COVID. No. Oh, no, it's uh, on a weekend. Close. So, April 16th is Emancipation Day in D.C. when D.C. Uh, freed their slaves. They were, before the Emancipation of Proclamation, eight months before, D.C. did it. So now that's a D.C. holiday. So if the 16th falls on uh, a Saturday, the holiday is celebrated on the Friday. So that would make tax day the 6th, the 8th. Uh, that makes sense. Hold on. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? The 14th? What? The yeah, 15th. no, it makes it, it pushes it back a day. So since the 16th was a Sunday this year, that 17th. Oh, the 17th would be a Monday, would, and would you can't do tax on Monday because Emancipation Proclamation yeah, Day. To, so then but, it's down to the 18th, which is the yep. Tuesday. Yep. That's how it works. Thank and you, everybody man. knows good things happen on Tuesdays. Tacos. That's why albums drop on Tuesdays and movies drop on Tuesdays. DC Comic and video books games drop on Tuesdays. They don't do it yeah. anymore, but. Yep, but that's why. All good things happen Tuesdays. That's why it's on the 18th is because of the DCA federal, the DC holiday. Interesting. And it happens mm. once every six years. Which, the holiday? Yeah, uh, taxes are due on the 18th. Hmm. Oh. Wow. The more you learn. Yeah. Wait, so, okay, so it's not the same date every year. No, it's usually on the 15th. Like, if the 15th yeah. is still in the week, it's on the 15th. Mm. Sometimes it could be on the 17th. I feel uh, like this was just sponsored by, like, the government wanting to pay our taxes on time. Yeah. People love their taxes. So you can get, like, a, you can request, like, a... <laughs> yes, the fact. government paid for a fact to be recorded on tax day and then air three days later. <laughs> yes. So they say ninety percent of the pe- only explanation for this fact. Ninety <laughs> so percent of people pay their taxes on time. Ten percent ask for an extension to pay their taxes. And you well, can get up to six up. months. Ninety plus ten. But like, it's a hundred percent. And in certain areas, like I think Alabama this year, that like get hit by like natural disasters, have an extension to people to pay their taxes. You just That's give cool. them free taxes, you know. No, like, the hey, government no cares, but we still want your money. Yeah, I know yeah. you don't have a house or a car, but yeah, you know we ruined your life's ruined. But please send your taxes. Uh, you have an extra week. So my fact is called. They say it's your tax day. <laughs> I think Alex is uh, quiet quitting. 
this show. <laughs> I believe I tied for the win last week. Mike, how'd you do? Uh, you you probably paid your wife to vote for yours. No, she's a um, she's a conscientious objector. What is it? Objector. A uh, conscientious it was the objector. Eighth day and Alex said, "All right, you don't have to have sex with me. <laughs> you vote for my fact." No, so, all right. Can go next. I'm I'm gonna go second. <laughs> my fact is great. This is my lucky spot. So, have you ever heard of the Fenians? Who? The Fenians. Or from the Phoenix and Ferb show? Phineas yes. and Ferb? Mr. Okay. Feeny on uh, What We Means Raw is also acceptable. <laughs> uh, the Fenians were a secret society of Irish nationalists in Ireland, the U.S., and Britain during the 1860s. Okay. The Irish Republican Brotherhood was the name of the Irish sect of the group. And the government at the time, they were being very oppressive, and their oppressive measures against the Irish Republican Brotherhood led to intense national feelings even among more moderate Irish citizens. Like, there were some moderate citizens who were like, all right, we don't need, we might, we probably shouldn't be keep pushing for a revolution every year. But then it just kept getting worse and worse, and it kept pushing them, and it kept pushing them. So they say it's a, you want a revolution. Yes. So the Irish wanted more Irish autonomy in the local government. And in 1878, an agricultural crisis in Ireland seemed to threaten a repeat of the potato famine. So they elected a potato. Was this the potato famine? No, the potato famine was prior to this, and they thought it was going to happen again. Yeah, yeah, but this is the potato famine. Yeah, the sequel. (laughs) Potato famine. This is the potato famine. All right, I got you. Hilarious. Now, let me tell you. It was a good joke. So in 1879, a Fenian named Michael Davitt founded the Irish Land League to resist eviction and make Irish landlordism unworkable. Enter Lord Ern. Dun, dun, dun. Or not enter because he was an absentee landlord. He actually was not there. Okay, so he didn't enter anything. He didn't enter anything. But who did enter? His land agent. James Bond? Uh, Unnamed. Unnamed. (laughs) So um, the harvests were not great that year, and Lord Earn, this is a nice gesture. He offered a 10% reduction in his tenants' rent. Oh. Not terrible. Yeah. Something. However, in September, the tenants began protesting and demanded a 25% reduction. That's more than 10. Yeah. Over double what he offered. Now, Lord Earn would send his land agent to handle the situation. The land agent would attempt to evict 11 tenants from the land. Go on, you enter. guys have to go. Leave. Hold on, I'm trying to enter another character in the story. Yeah, you, oh. love, you love entering characters. Yeah, I love entering. Scene left, or uh, stage left. <laughs> Scene left. Enter Charles Stuart Parnell, a prominent Irish leader at the time, and he came up with an idea. Instead of resorting to violence when the evictions happened, he convinced everyone else in the local locality to shun the land agent. Uh, The land agent... Yeah. He would find himself isolated, his workers stopped working in the fields and the stables, and the local businessmen stopped trading with him. This is so sad. I know, even... Pat, please stop. (laughs) Even the local postman refused to deliver his mail. He, He even said, wait a minute, Mr. Postman... Yeah. How many uh, Beatles references do you fit in? <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. Um, 
Making up for the tax fact. Yeah. Fact, it's All of this would eventually lead to an inability for the land agent to hire anyone to harvest his crops. And have friends. That's true. Now, I, you notice I keep saying land agent and not saying the person's name, even though I do like to enter new characters into the story. Yeah. Do you know the name of that land agent? That James Bond? Close. Yeah. <laughs> not close at all. Captain Charles Boycott. Wow, he's a boycotter? This he, is the this... origin of the boycott. Did you know this, Mike? No. Mike oh. doesn't believe in boycotts. <laughs> Mike just noticed that I wasn't saying a name, and he knows. I how think much I there love should be girls and boycotts. Go there on. Is, uh, I looked it up. There are girl cots. Companies have or people organize girl cots. So boycott. Yeah, you. I thought like maybe it had something to do with like the people running it. Like it was the boys doing it. It is the name of the first person who got boycotted. No. Now well, technically should, he, they should call it Earns then, because that Earns is who got boycotted. Like usual, uh, boycotts never work. Does this boycott actually work? Uh, yeah, they, uh, the Irish, they just let them go. <laughs> it was like, no harm, no foul. They're like, all right, you guys can go. Um, but uh, So that was, what, 1879? Um, the New York Tribune reporter James Redpath was the first to write about the boycott in the international press. So he coined, he coined the phrase, I don't know if he coined it, but he wrote about it, James Redpath. And the Times would use the phrase boycott as a term of organized isolation in November 1880. Nice. So that's the term boycott. Now, of course, this is not the very first boycott. This guy didn't originate the idea. No, the original one was uh, Bud Light, correct? Yes. <laughs> well, that's where I like it kind of – I don't know if you guys noticed this, but people like the what's – that, what's that phrase they say? Cancel? Like, oh, yeah. everything's canceled. They're so like, original. <laughs> It's like modern day boycotting, yeah. Um, where you just stop using them. Um, but the first boycott that I read about was in 1790 when supporters of the British abolitionists uh, led the free produce movement. And oh, um, did you know there's two types of boycotts? Yeah, there's a big okay, boycott and then a little boycott. You have a primary boycott. Which is where, like, say you're mad at McDonald's and then you don't get anything from McDonald's. Never. However, and that's what most boycotts are, right? You're yeah, mad yeah, at, most are, seem to be that. Now, a secondary boycott is when you're mad at someone else. And so say I'm mad at Alex, but Mike <laughs> buys all his products off Alex. And I buy my products off Mike. I boycott Alex by boycotting Mike. No, so I Mike. put the strain on Mike to put so the, the strain secondary. On so the secondary. So you're trying to push against me, saying, "Hey, don't buy your products from Alex yes. anymore," yeah. which I wouldn't. He <laughs> has yeah. horrible prices. Yeah, Cost on all stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He makes you pay taxes, and not only that, he tells you the tax story every time you have to pay taxes. What is uh? What's their fact called? Chuck fact. Boycott this fact. And that's our show, everyone. Sorry, Mike. I won. Four weeks in a row, I get to cancel a fact. So what do you guys think is so valuable that our government has billions of pounds of this product buried in caves just outside of Springfield, Missouri? Potatoes. Is it gold? No. Both of you are wrong. Uh, the answer is cheese. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Buried cheese? Does it get better with age? <laughs> no. I mean, it eventually spoils. <laughs> But it does. No. Well, I don't know. I don't know. At some point, it probably does doesn't get better with age. 
Well, some cheese, don't they age better? Like American? <laughs> yeah, the old American aged the perfection Oh, this American cheese. cheese is aged three weeks in my fridge. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's why I always uh, um, take the cheese off my cheeseburger from McDonald's and, and put it in the fridge in a plastic bag and eat it like a month later. Yeah, I want to. I want to eat already cooked cheese. Now you're just being weird, Mike. Okay, so there's 1.5 billion pounds of cheese in these caves, like give or take. And, and I, I'm like, this. How, how have I not heard of this before? Like, have you guys heard of heard of this before? Now you know I don't like cheese, and I don't do like you, caves. Yeah. Well, do you not actually like cheese ops? No, who doesn't <laughs> like cheese? Ah, okay, good, good call. Um. I looked into it further, and there okay. is a, around 1.5 billion pounds of cheese stored. I didn't look into it, so that's it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the end of my fact, guys. <laughs> I didn't work look into it. No, uh, right now, the uh, government owns 300 million pounds of this cheese, and the rest is privately owned, but our government owns a significant like amount of cheese in these yeah. caves, or... uh mines outside of Springfield, Missouri. And Is it bigger uh, than the big cheese at Jungle Gyms? Yeah, bigger than yeah, if if you guys are ever in Cincinnati, Ohio, you can go to the Jungle Gyms like market and it's like a gigantic uh market that has like food from around the world and they have a cheese section and the cheese is like uh they have a the big cheese and it, and it's like a ton of cheese. Like Yeah, it's like eight feet tall or something like that. It's huge. It's and you could buy a piece of that cheese. Um, so, but the que- the real question around my fact is why why did we end up with so much cheese in a cave? Like, why does our government like storing up this cheese? And that's is it that's just good cheese. I I'm, can yeah. I ha- I have a guess. Can I give it? Yeah, go ahead. There was like a secret underground society of giant m- mice that secretly ruled the world. And for us to live on the surface, we have to pay them off every year in cheese. Yeah, they have cheese tax day. Wrong. Uh, So close. We're not turning into that type of podcast where we have. uh, It's actually the lizard people. Um, Yeah, I just uh, checked our uh, numbers went through the roof during that five-second bit where Alex talked about the the mice that run the world. (laughs) Yeah, I actually got a text from Alex Jones like a second ago. He's like, oh, hey, tell me more about these mice uh, leaders under the ground. Alex is sick and his voice is getting more gravelly, more Alex Jones-esque. Yeah. Are you starting a spinoff podcast? I'm trying. That's where the money is. (laughs) That is where the money is. (laughs) The money is not in actual giving facts. (laughs) So, all right, let's let's jump back into facts. So, as with all crazy uh, schemes like this, uh, you can point it back to the government. So the government is behind all of this nonsense. Um, yeah. So in 1949, the USDA introduced the Dairy Product Price Support Program. A little bit too long. DPPSP. I, I, yeah, maybe that's yeah. the acronym. Is that um, like one of the Nintendos? I have it. Yeah, I have it on my arm tattooed. The DPPSP. Yeah, it's a, that's a, that's a crappy tattoo. <laughs> it's a giant tattoo. Um But basically what this plan uh, proposed was it effectively was put into place to artificially control dairy prices. So think about it this way. In the springtime, cows produce a lot of milk uh, 
calving season and that sort of thing. Yeah. But in the fall, that's when demand goes up because kids go back to school and kids generally drink a lot more milk than the rest of the population. So there was a supply kids. and demand problem where like when the demand was there, the supply wasn't there and vice versa. So um, the government's like, hey, uh, we need to get this under control. And so they came up with this crazy plan to control the market and effectively what they did was they put into play these different uh structures to uh control it so step one if the prices got too low the usda would buy up the excess amounts of like cheese and powdered milk and dairy in like a, a stable rate and store it yeah, okay which is that that just seems like a bad idea to begin with because you're just buying all this food arbitrarily to keep costs. Yeah, if you, hoarding it is good. I watch that show Hoarders. It's yeah. Always I wonder a positive if the, message. <laughs> I wonder if the person who did this, uh, they probably were a hoarder. So the United States government is hoarding cheese. Um, then step two, when prices hit like 125% of the support price, so they had like a price they didn't want the cheese to go over. And when it went 125% above that price, it would start selling off that stash of like milk products. Okay. Um, and the, the, uh, dairy, the, the dairy, uh, lobbyists are very strong. It sounds like because the, the um, dairy lobbyists are called the dairy heirs. Dairy heirs. <laughs> Thank you. I'm nice. sure I should have wrote that joke down somewhere. So in the 1970s, the nation was experiencing a uh, national dairy shortage. Uh, so uh, President Jimmy Carter jumped in and he pumped $2 billion into the dairy industry and stabilized production. But uh, they had to store so much cheese because they just went through the roof. I always thought he hated big dairy. I know he's a fan of big peanut. He was. What's he, what's, what are you talking about? You're the peanut farmer. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, how does that have anything to do with dairy? Like, peanuts are not a competition to dairy. Like, there's not yeah, peanut milk at the grocery store. There's not peanut cheese at the grocery store. Could be though. Could be. Yeah. There's peanut butter. butter. There is peanut well, butter. Yeah. I guess peanut butter could be a mayonnaise substitute, but mayonnaise is it, is what? eggs. No, you think about it. The number one breakfast food is waffles. And some people like peanut butter on the waffles, and some people like butter and syrup. All That's right. not true. The number one breakfast thing is not waffles. It's Lucky <laughs> Charms. No. Have you never watched Teen Titans? No. They did a waffle song. Waffle, 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 waffle. Alex is waffle, trying to tank waffle, my waffle, fact waffle. because his was so <laughs> Tanking the fact. Well, well it's because you guys didn't get the Jimmy was. Carter joke. You get on this tangent. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so in the 1980s, the Reagan administration, you guys heard of government cheese, right? Yeah. 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 The, so that's where all this excess cheese is coming from because the government has all this cheese and they have no clue what to do with it. And so they're like, hey, um, we have all these people that uh, need assist government assistance, so let's just give them big blocks of five pound bro- blocks of cheese. There's like a picture of Reagan holding up a big block of moldy cheese, like in a speech. Um, I, it's yeah, not a visual show. Like, so. Is it just all moldy down there? 
No, he liked to put the uh, his jelly beans in the block and then eat it as like big chunks. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't. Mo- I mean, eventually the stuff would go bad, right? You can't. You have to eventually sell it off, and uh, you're not always going to find buyers for all this excess product. So I'm sure they throw away a, a decent portion of the cheese and the powdered milk and. There, and I, the reason why they do cheese is because you can't store milk for long periods of time. So that's that's I didn't say at the beginning, but that seems like a lot good logic jump to. I'm sure everybody at home figured that out. Um, Everyone at home did figure that out, and they were like, "Why are you wasting our time?" Yeah, I'm trying not to waste time. And then in the, in the 1990s, you guys remember all the promotions with uh, got milk and all that. So yeah, the government's right. always been trying to push milk down our throats because yeah, like milk lobby. The milk lobby is strong because the, the consumption of milk dropped by 50% over 30 years. And so, like, uh, all these milk companies are going out of business like, hey, uh, can you give us? So, essentially, the government's paying milk companies to stay in business. Uh, so, they stick around, and I don't know cheese. why. People like milk. They got all this cheese. They don't want to be the only cheese game in town. They don't want to be the only cheese game. So, that's where we got the You Got Milk commercials and if you remember uh, you guys are 90s kids um do you remember all the different fast food restaurants that had the crazy cheese products like the seven layer cheese pizza from uh where was that i think it was um pizza hut had that and there was like all the different cheesy uh like dishes at taco bell like because the government was paying like fast food restaurants to to sell cheesy items yeah, I don't mind really? that because cheese is delicious. So yeah, but we just okay. can't. We have so much we can't keep up with it. No, the cheese will destroy us all. The then cheese why, will destroy if, us all. Then bring back Skyways at Skyline. Yeah, if you guys aren't local to Sky, if you go to Skyline Chili, they pile outside. handfuls of cheese on top of your chili, and you could also get additional cheese for free if you say make my three way a Skyway. Yep. Or something. And you have to say the secret code. And it has to be the right time of year. I don't think you have to say the secret code. It's like when they had Seven, the four, three. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of your fact, Mike? No, no, it's it's not done. So, oh, oh yeah. You're trying to shut it down prematurely. Uh, premature cheese uh, reduction. They call him Premature Alex. Yeah. Damn right. So the price support program ended in 2014, but the government still buys cheese. Uh, and they use it for different, like uh, over COVID, they were pr- providing cheese to like kids and lunches and and like uh, families and that sort of thing. And um, and I just thought it was weird that the government's spending all this money, our tax money, on cheese and milk, and thirty six percent or more of the population is lactose intolerant. And I looked at it further, and a lot of like minorities in the country there. Their lactose intolerant population is like a lot higher. So I think uh, the black population, I think it was like 70% or something ridiculous like that were lactose intolerant. So um, it it just seems like an odd thing for a government to spend money on. And and it's still being spent. And we still have uh, millions of pounds of cheese. And uh, what's funny is, uh, you know, I talked about earlier how like the cheese would get automatically released when it would hit to a point where um, the demand would go down, that sort of thing. Uh, 
so it got to the point where the government stopped wanting to mess with that. So they gave the power to um, the department, the Department of Agriculture, like the Secretary of Agriculture. So he had to, like, or, or they, I'm not, it could have been a male or female or whoever. Um, they had the power to release the cheese whenever. And uh, they didn't release want the that cheese. power. They didn't want that power because it's like, uh, it just looked bad because um, well, it, it affects the market when you release the power of a, power of a god. No the, one person should have that ability. It, yeah. So my fact so we is just blow up the cheese. Is yeah, saying. just blow up the cheese. I I just like don't understand how we have this much cheese. I I guess if we want yeah. milk, we we just have to keep paying for it. One way or another, <laughs> we'll pay for it. Where are you going with this, Mike? What's the name of your fact? <laughs> cheese caves. That was my nickname in high school. That's a good fact, Mike. You might win this week. Yep. Well, there you have it, folks. Our three facts are. They say it's your tax day. Boycott this fact. And Wait, ch- I thought I remember when you announced the name of your fact, someone, it was called, I believe, was the name of your fact. Your fact sucked. And uh, Mike's fact. I would actually rather do taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, people love seeing doing their taxes and you see how much money you make. And it always makes you happy. Continue. <laughs> Not everybody. <laughs> and then you have Mike's fact, Cheese Caves. So go to factoffpodcast.com to vote for which fact you think is the best. Or in the show notes, there's a little button that says vote. You just click on that and it'll take you right to the page so you can vote. Uh, check us out on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mike is taking a year off, so he'll be posting more on there. A year off uh, of what? He's trying life. to find himself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's trying to find those cheese caves. Yes. Um, and then Springfield, if, Missouri. I already said. Rate and review us on Apple and Spotify. Uh, give us five stars. Tell us what we're doing good. Tell us what Pat and Mike are doing bad. And then uh, have a great day. <laughs>